You're listening to The Zing Courses Show, episode number nine. And this is my scratchy flu voice. Isn't it just delicious? Welcome to The Zen Courses Show, the show for online course creators who care about building actionable, meaningful, and profitable online courses. If you're a solo entrepreneur, tech geek, or creative, The Zen Courses Show is the place to get expert advice for creating your online course, overcoming overwhelm, and growing a balanced business. To get the full experience, sign up at zencourses.co, where you'll get access to free lessons, resources, and more. Again, that's zencourses.co. Hello, everyone. Today, I have none other than the amazing Callie Willows from The Membership Guys as a guest on the show. Callie has been helping entrepreneurs and small business owners create membership sites for years, and now she's teamed up with her partner, Mike, to create The Membership Guys. Callie, thanks so much for being here. No worries. It's great to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I mean, as you said, I've got a a kind of a background in doing WordPress sites and development, myself and my partner, Mike, um, and we've had that company for four or five years now together, Um, and for the last couple of years, we've specialized predominantly in membership sites, so actually building them for people, Um, and then in the last kind of six months or so, we've kind of started helping people to build them themselves as well, so moving out of that kind of just doing it for them to helping people either DIY or doing it with them. Yeah, definitely. So I like to start things off a little bit differently. Okay. I've got five quick questions for you. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Okay. First one, early bird or night owl? Um, I'm a night owl, but my cat wants me to be an early bird. So (laughs) chronically sleep deprived is probably the right answer. (laughs) Love it. One thing that you absolutely must do every morning to start your day off right. Have a cup of coffee. (laughs) Seems to be the popular answer lately. Okay. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Um, I don't actually know, to be honest with you. I think I wanted to be a farmer for quite a long time. But other than that, I'm not really sure. Cool. And books, video games, or reality television? Oh, books or video games, depending (laughs) on my mood. I'm not a reality TV fan at all, but I I do love my reading and I like my video games. Yes, you have an impressive selection of books, uh, by the way. (laughs) Last question. What is one thing that you are secretly obsessed with? Oh. I'm not sure there's that much secret about it, but probably cats. <laughs> cats. That's fair. Cats are lovely. Very lovely. So we met a couple of years ago in Fizzle, which is an yep. online community for entrepreneurs. Tell us about your story. How did you come to be an entrepreneur? Um, I kind of essentially fell into it really originally um, in terms of self-employment. So like my my first business, I was a nutritional therapist, and you kind of have to have your own business doing that. You don't really get employed. So I kind of always knew that I was going to work for myself. Um, and so I was doing the nutritional therapy, but I was kind of doing, I was building my own websites and doing all my own marketing. And then other people, other practitioners asked me to do theirs for them. And it kind of spiraled from there that I ended up kind of transitioning out of nutrition and deciding that I actually liked being a full-time geek more than more than <laughs> doing the nutrition. Love it. 
And how did you transition? Because when we met, you were doing WordPress sites and and membership stuff. So how did you transition from the nurse practitioner entrepreneur to doing the WordPress type stuff? Um, It was kind of a combination of factors. And in some sense, it was kind of it was that combination of a slow build, but also then really a sudden one. So I kind of, um, I'd been ill for quite a while, so I could see less and less less one-to-one clients. Um, So I was kind of looking for ways to make passive income um, without needing to do so much face-to-face work. And I started creating my own nutrition courses and a membership site for that. And as I said, I'd been helping like other practitioners with their websites and with marketing and stuff as well. And so then it kind of, it got to the point where I really wasn't enjoying nutrition anymore. It was, it was kind of, you know, a lot of people don't want to help themselves. So it wasn't, it wasn't very satisfying anymore. And so one day I just kind of realized that actually I was enjoying kind of the website of things much more than I was the, the actual hands-on service stuff. So kind of literally, I think I came up, my original transition business was called Digital Dogs Body. Yeah. And I literally kind of came up with that on the Friday night and by the following Wednesday had launched the website and just completely kind of changed track. And I was really lucky that, you know, it took off straight away. Wow. You don't waste any time. No, it was kind of, (laughs) as I said, it had been kind of a slow build up to that. But then one day it was just kind of actually, no, let's, let's stop trying to kind of walk the line between the two and just go all out. Okay. So I I have to dig into that a bit because that transition can be scary from having, (laughs) from having, and, and when we talk about it after the fact, it seems we're so calm about it. Yeah. <laughs> but but what challenges did you have during that time when you were transitioning and saying, you know, this is a business, but it's not making me happy. I'm going to transition to going fully online. Yeah, I think it's kind of one of those things where I think my main thing was that I'd obviously spent a long time training and, you know, building up my first business and stuff. And I was quite well known in the area that I lived in. And you know, I'd spent a lot of time building that reputation and, you know, all the money that had gone into training and things. And I kind of, I I had to fight that feeling of, well, if I do this, I'm kind of wasting all of that. Mm. And, And that was a big thing for me. But then Mike, my other half, he already had his own web design business at the time as well. So we were both self employed, but with different businesses. And he kind of just said to me, yeah, but it's, it's kind of killing you doing that. And you're not happy doing it. So it wow. doesn't, you know, you've got to do something that's going to make you healthy and happy. So I think that kind of, when he said that, it was kind of, I think we sort of, it was one of those nights where you kind of stay up talking till 4 a.m. And mm-hmm. by the end of it, it was kind of, okay, I've got this cool name for a business. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, but yeah, but it was, you know, I kept having that doubt for a couple of weeks where it was kind of, oh, people are going to find this really odd that I'm suddenly kind of changing track so much and stuff so and did people find it odd did people question you because I think that's uh, a fear that some of us have right when we transition I definitely had that kind of my big fear was that I'm quite a self-conscious person anyway and so I always worry what people think of me anyway so that was my main thing was you know oh what are people going to think what are they going to say and and stuff but actually I think people were a lot less surprised than 
I thought they would be and so a lot of people kind of knew that I hadn't been well for a while and kind of saw this as actually it was going to be a really good move for me so yeah okay so I think it was kind of mislaid fear so most people were supportive I'm sure there was kind of still that kind of yeah it's kind of a little bit odd but I'm a little bit odd anyway so that's not really (laughs) okay so let's switch gears and start talking about membership sites why do you think membership sites are such a hot topic right now? There's kind of two reasons. I think the the reason that I don't like is that kind of passive income type myth. And don't get me wrong, I, I like creating stuff that can be used again and again. But a membership site is generally not really passive income. <laughs> you know, a lot of work goes into it usually. Um, so I kind of, if anybody approaches me where it's kind of, I want to build this membership site so I'm making money each month without doing anything. I kind of, that kind of sets my alarm bells ringing because it's kind of like for this to be a success, you actually need to work at it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of one reason. And I think the other reason is that kind of the internet makes it so easy for us now to kind of share our knowledge with other people. And I think kind of online businesses in particular are seeing that that's like a really great way of helping more people than they can one to one. So it's that kind of, you know, actually, if I set up an online course or I set up a membership site, I can help all these people that I couldn't do in my one-to-one services. Absolutely. You know, and they're the people I like working with where it's kind of they've got this passion or they've got this knowledge that they really just want to get out into the world. You said online, I was reading something that you wrote online, and you said you consider online courses to be a type of membership site. Yeah. Can you explain what you mean by that? Um, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of the best way of saying, it. I mean, essentially an online course is a type of membership site in the sense that, you know, all the technology behind it is usually the same. You're usually creating it as a protected members area. Most courses are delivered these days as a protected members area, which essentially makes it a membership site. Yeah. I kind of see a membership site as anything which requires a user to log in or have private access to something. And you know, there's a big difference between an eight-week course and a monthly membership site, but that's mainly in the delivery, not necessarily in the access or the content even necessarily. It's the changes purely in the delivery. Yeah, that's great. Let's talk about the differences, though. So what are some reasons someone should go with an online course versus having a membership site? An online course is much better when you've kind of got a finite amount of knowledge to give somebody or where you've got a very clear A to Z. So kind of, you know, if you want to teach somebody how to use Facebook ads for their business, that's much more suitable to a course than an ongoing membership site. You know, you might be able to stretch it out for a little bit, but you're not going to be able to create like a 12-month or an ongoing membership site from one little subject like that. So I tend to find courses work really well for defined topics. And as I said, where you've kind of got that A to Z kind of process where you're actually you know, you're teaching someone a set process or a set model and you kind of, you want them to work through that in a linear order. Okay. Not sure if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. So, so on the opposite end of the spectrum, a membership site would be if you have maybe multiple courses, is that what we're getting at? Okay. Yeah. So a membership site is more multiple courses or when you've got a lot of information that you want to give and kind of it works better to to give that over time or kind of it's just it doesn't tend to have as much of a linear kind of 
progression as a course or as much as a clear start and end. Gotcha. So you and Mike just launched Member Site Academy. Yeah. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, um, the Member Site Academy is kind of, we're aiming for it to be kind of the essential resource for all things membership site. So whether you're planning, creating or growing your membership site, we kind of want this to be the place that you come to do that and to get the support that you want to do that and the knowledge that you want to do that. And we kind of, we created it because there wasn't anything else out there. Yeah. And kind of, we've been building membership sites for clients for years now. And a lot of the time they'd come to us and they'd be like, well, I love the site, but, you know, how do I market it? How do I do X, Y, Z? And, you know, we started looking at what we could refer them to and there wasn't anything. So it's kind of everything to do with membership sites is either kind of an add on to something else or is very Internet marketing sleazy kind of make six figures by working two hours a day kind of thing, which you know, so there wasn't really anything that gave people useful knowledge on kind of every step of the membership process rather than just the techie side and things like that. Love it. So and it made sense because it was something that you knew about already, you already had expertise in it. So yeah, you know, why not create this thing? And and the site looks great, by the way, I think I have said that multiple (laughs) times before we started the interview. So who is this for? Who is Member Site Academy for? It's essentially for, we've kind of got that broad window where it's kind of for anybody who who wants to create a profitable but meaningful online membership site. So we're not looking for the people who want to get rich quick or, or things like that. It's for people that actually want to build a solid kind of business with their membership site. And it's also for people that already have a membership site and want to work on growing that. So at the moment, our members are kind of a mix of people who haven't got their sites up and running yet. And people who've been going, I think we've got people going from one to five years in there at the minute. So there's quite a good mix of, of experience levels. Can you give us a peek inside of the Member Site Academy? What's the structure? Uh, it's very much a kind of a pick and mix structure. So the bulk of the content is courses. Okay. And they're kind of um, very defined. We've tried to keep the courses so that you can instantly see whether it's going to be useful to you. So kind of, you know, how to use Facebook ads for your membership site, content marketing to grow your list and, you know, that kind of thing, as well as, you know, how to build your site with different membership plugins or membership software. And I think there's about 13 courses in there at the minute. We're adding three or four a month. So it's going to grow quickly. (laughs) So, so yeah. And then we also do live training. So we have a, a live training call once a month, which has guest experts as well, and a live mastermind once a month. And we do member feedback and we've got a forum and, you know, so we're trying to be kind of an all in one community for membership site owners, essentially. Very nice. So let's talk a bit about process. What is your process for planning or what was your process for planning and creating the Member Site Academy? (laughs) Um, We first started planning it about a year ago. Yeah. Um, I'd actually had an idea for something similar a couple of years before, but kind of on my own, it was kind of quite a big challenge to create it. Um, but then Mike and I, we were actually in Cyprus kind of doing a, a working holiday. And we kind of sat down and thought, actually, you know, let, let's do this. But at the time, we kind of had planned it to be essentially a big course, essentially. So it was going to be more of a course than its own membership site. And then over time, we kind of 
we changed our thinking quite a lot on what would be useful for people. So we, we then kind of moved more to that pick and mix kind of thing and regularly adding new content and, and going that way. So we kind of, we started off last October and, you know, it's taken us till now to get it up and running. Um, but that was good in a way because we kind of, as I said, we kind of evolved the process over that time. Yeah. And I think what we ended up launching with was a much better concept than the original one. Um, and also, to be honest with you, it was because we didn't realize how much hard work it would be trying <laughs> to launch it whilst also having a full client list. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how did you determine what content to include? Mainly from our clients. So it was mainly kind of, okay, so what of our what issues have our clients had? What issues have we had to, trying to find information for our clients? You know, we work with quite a lot of clients. You know, we obviously do the build for clients, but we've also helped clients go from five to seven figures with strategy and stuff. And there's not really anything out there about that. Yeah. So we kind of, we wanted it to be much more than just the tech side of a membership site. We wanted it to be about the strategy and marketing and growing it and things as well. So we wanted it to be far more kind of, not just how to build your site and then leave you to it, we wanted it to be the actual information about, well, how do you actually get your members and how do you keep your members happy? Yeah. Um, and that was what people were asking us for. So we had our clients coming to us and they were like, you've, you've built us this brilliant site, but I don't really know how to get members. And again, I'm, you know, I'm active in a lot of Facebook groups. And again, we kind of used the questions that were coming up there as kind of a basis of kind of what courses we would create. Yes, the power of listening. Yeah. <laughs> and and also observing sometimes, just seeing what people are struggling with, even if they may not say anything. You yeah. kind of can get a sense. I love it. So let's let's talk about um success. So there's this this process of understanding how to create something, how to create a membership site. What elements do you include to move along to your members taking action and being successful in what you're teaching? Uh, I think we try and make all of the courses as actionable as possible. So most of them include kind of action steps or, you know, workbooks, checklists and things to make sure people take action on what they're doing. Um, we also kind of um, took the idea from Fizzle to create progress logs for our members as well so that they've got that accountability type of issue. Yeah. Um, and essentially kind of the live training, the mastermind calls and things, it's a great way of we're finding that kind of the members that are using the forum and things are finding it useful, you know, help listening to people with different levels of experience as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So let's talk. I mean, since you have been doing this for a while and you know all about the membership tools and plugins, <laughs> can you give us what, if someone were starting out, what do you think are the, the top three choices of membership plugins to consider? Oh, that's difficult. Um, <laughs> I generally stay clear of kind of this membership plugin is the best, but I would probably say MemberPress would definitely be on there. Okay. Uh, MemberPress is quite a kind of good overriding plugin. Uh, member mouse depending on what kind of site you're setting up and then I'd kind of be torn between 
my heart says S2 member because I love that plugin. But if you're not a developer, it's not a great plugin for you. So okay. it would probably have to be something like Wishlist or Paid Memberships Pro. Okay. Why Member Mouse? You said that you mentioned that one. Why do you think that one is a good one? Um, it has a lot of features that other plugins don't have. So it kind of has things that you would expect more from a shopping cart. So you can do things like one-click upsells with it and and things like that, which you won't get with many other membership plugins. So if you're kind of having that kind of site where you're going to be running a lot of courses or a lot of products, it can work quite well. Very nice. So what do you think, in your opinion, what do you think is the hardest thing about creating a membership site that people may not think about or consider? The time. (laughs) Okay. I think the time it takes is, I mean, even for us, kind of, you know, we build them day in, day out for our clients, but it was still a shock to us actually how much time you need because the one part that we'd not really been involved in before was actually creating the content. Yeah. And, you know, that takes a lot more time. You know, I remember Mike laughing at me when I was like, I'm just going to record this video on this and edit it. I'll probably and I'll edit it and then I can put it up and it'll probably take me about a couple of hours. And like two days later, I'm still doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Video takes a while and you, you always have to just retake, retake to get the right shot. It is. Yeah. I I find, I mean, as you can probably tell, I've, I talk quite fast and I've got a heart problem. So when I'm talking, my breathing gets funny. So I kind of, I think in video, I think I'd never really done them before doing this course. So I think then I was kind of spending ages having to edit myself out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So if if those are the three plugins that you recommend, what are, I like to get more into tools, what tools go into putting together a membership site beyond the plugins? Uh, one of my favorite tools, and this has been kind of a godsend to us in a way, is Intercom. So I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Fizzle uses it. So um, we use this for quite a number of client sites, but it, it's been great using it on our own because you can use it both for kind of your member onboarding, but you can also use it for support, which has been great for us because it means we can we can jump on any issues that our members have had or any questions that they've had. And it's great for just giving them information about what's coming up as well. So it's definitely my top tool for membership sites. It's not I was going to say it's not cheap, but it's not expensive either, really. Um, but it's definitely worth worth the money. And so I've heard of Intercom, but for those who haven't, um, can you tell us just maybe a sentence what it what it actually is? Yeah, Intercom's a on-site messaging app, essentially, which you install on your website and it allows you to kind of message your members either in real time or scheduled messages that just pop up on screen when they log into your site. And you can use it for emails as well. Okay. Very nice. And it, I assume this is for WordPress. Uh, we use it with WordPress, but you can use it with non-WordPress sites as well. Okay. Which is a great segue into my next question. Now I know that you love WordPress and you've been working with WordPress forever for, I get a lot of questions from people lately, um, people who are using Squarespace. Yeah. Are there tools that you recommend for non-WordPress users for setting up membership? There are, like, I'm not, you know, I'm very much a WordPress fan. And I think where you can, that it's better to keep it on your own site. But it is definitely a lot more work than using a dedicated platform. So Squarespace isn't ideal for a membership site at all. There are a couple of ways you can do it, but it's always going to be slightly cobbled together. So 
I would recommend that if you're, you're on Squarespace and you want a membership site or an online course, then if you don't want to get a WordPress site separately, you use something like Use Fedora or Thinkific. Um, you know, there's a number of dedicated course softwares out there now um, that will make it really easy for you to get up and running. You know, Fedora I'm quite a fan of because I'm all about the looks and it looks really pretty compared yeah. to all the other options. Yeah, I agree with you. And I tell it's something I tell my subscribers all the time. If you're not using WordPress, just use a platform. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not anti them at all. I think they definitely have their place. You know, they can be a little more limiting. But if you're not tech savvy, then actually it's a really good way of getting your course up and running without, you know, you get people putting it off and putting it off because they don't understand the tech side and things. And it's kind of like, just just use a platform. Just, you know, you might might cost you a bit more in the long run. But if it means you get it out there, then it's not a problem. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to switch gears and talk more about your launch. Okay. Because I think that there are some lessons that you learned that would be helpful <laughs> for people. So you guys just finished launching the Member Site Academy. Was yeah. it was it a successful launch? I'll consider it a success, yeah. Okay. So we were really pleased. It was more successful than we actually thought it was going to be. So in the sense of we kind of we always knew there was a need for what we were putting out there, but we only started building our email list in June. So <laughs> we kind of we didn't have a huge audience or anything we kind of we started this 30-day challenge um which added like 500 people to our list in two weeks and that was really great and that kind of was our lead into the membership site and launching that okay um and I think that kind of worked really well so I want to actually wanted to go back and dig into the numbers so you said you mentioned you had 500 subscribers and you started that in June you started that so what were your goals for the launch? Did you have a particular revenue goal? Did you have a, was it a number of member of subscribers to join? What were your goals from a number standpoint? We actually had, we didn't have a launch goal as such. Our goal was a certain number of members by the end of the first month. Okay. So it was kind of rather than our launch process as such was going to be two weeks, but we kind of, we kind of see it as the big the big thing with membership sites is the retention. So it's like you might have had all these people join at launch, but if they don't stick around for month two, then it doesn't really count. Yeah. So we always kind of saw that that first four to five weeks would be kind of our our window. Um, and so we had a set amount of members that we wanted for that. Um, and we hit that within two weeks. So. I remember you saying that. So how long has it been? Has it been a month since the launch now? No, it's only two and a half, three weeks now. Wow. So, and how many members? Um, we're approaching 100 now, I think, which is nearly our launch goal. Our month, our month one goal was 50. So we're quite pleased that we're, we're nearly <laughs> double that. So. Very nice. So you mentioned retention. What are some strategies for retaining members in a, in a membership site? Definitely engagement. So you need to have, it doesn't necessarily need to be a forum or something like that, but you need something that will keep your members coming back and you need to communicate with them. So kind of, you can't just set up your site, take their money and then expect them to keep paying every month when you're not giving them anything in return. So I think, you know, we're going very much on the trying to be as engaged with our members as possible and, and things like that. So that's definitely the number one retention. And also just, it's a silly one. It's not, it's not really a, a tip as such, but providing support. 
So making sure that if your members have an issue, you get back to them quickly, making sure that you can contact them easily um, and things like that. So because any site's going to have issues, yeah, um, it's just one of those things. You know, we're, we're developers and we do this all the time and we still had a tech meltdown two days before launch kind of thing. You can't, you know, you're going to get tech problems. So kind of being able to support your members through that, otherwise you end up losing members for reasons that aren't anything to do with your content or what you're actually delivering, but just down to silly things that could be easily fixed. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very important. Thank you for mentioning it. So what lessons, if you had to give some takeaways from your launch, what takeaways would you share as lessons for the audience? Definitely leave yourself enough time. So kind of think about how much time you think it's going to take and then double it. And you're either going to end up with a nice window for you to do some extra marketing in, or you're going to end up a lot less stressed as it comes up to the launch. So definitely leave yourself plenty of time. Test everything. And even if you've tested everything, if you then change anything, test it again. (laughs) Because that's one thing I don't, you know, WordPress 4.3 came out kind of the week before we launched. Yeah. And we updated to it. We tested everything. Everything was working fine as as far as we were aware. And we kind of had a, a beta test. And we discovered that there was a problem with resetting passwords. So this was kind of two days before launch where we were desperately trying to fix this issue. And kind of we'd already tested everything. We tested payment and all of that. So it was one of those things where it just kind of we were lucky that it got picked up before we launched, basically. Definitely. Any other takeaways? This isn't so much a takeaway, but it's the one thing that I try and like even our clients or anybody that I see talking about membership sites is kind of be realistic about what your goals are. So as I said, we didn't have what most people would consider to be kind of a big launch goal because we knew that, you know, this was kind of a soft launch for us. You know, we have, I think... I can't remember how many people are on our list now, but we've got 600 odd people in Facebook, a few thousand Twitter followers and things like that. But it's not a huge audience by any means. And then you get everything everywhere where it's all, oh, my six figure launch and things like that. And it's kind of like for most people, that's not realistic mm. kind of thing. You, you read all the stories and it's like, oh, if I launch an online course, I'm going to make six figures. And it's kind of it's very different launching a two thousand pound product or two thousand dollar product and a $29 product kind of thing. So you need to be a realistic. And also remember that those people that are singing about six-figure launches, they tend to either have a huge audience or a huge amount of affiliates. And that's kind of just not realistic for most people. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, yeah. but I think it's important to be realistic about your numbers because otherwise you kind of, you know, you have what most people would consider a successful launch, but because it hasn't met what you think other people are doing you consider it a failure and I've seen that happen far too many times where people kind of get dejected and it's kind of like well I only got this many members or I only made this much money and it's kind of like but actually that's really good kind of that's actually really good you know and we had to we've got a client who decided that he was going to do a product launch during the time that we were launching this which was kind of something that we hadn't expected and he's got a massive audience he's one of our favorite clients and we've worked with him for a few years and he's got this massive audience I'm talking a 200,000 person list kind of thing and so we did this launch for him and it launched the week before our launch you know and he made over 100 grand in that one week 
And we were looking at that thinking that, you know, that's ridiculous. And it was difficult then to think that, you know, we knew we were never, you know, we were never actually going for that approach. But it's that being realistic about kind of seeing the kind of the list size and how that stacks up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's my main thing, because a lot of people have a really good site, really good product, but they get disheartened when they don't have, you know, the six figure which everybody's taught that that should be your goal these days. And I don't really agree with that at all. <laughs> I get that sense from you that that's just, yeah, the whole passive income, six figure, everything is not, not your jam. So, and I agree. I think there's something to be said about a not comparing ourselves to other people Yeah, and setting our own definition of success yeah and don't get me wrong we have no people and I've got clients who make six or seven figures and do it with launches and things but they work hard for it yeah it's not a case of oh I'll stick up this sales page and you know tomorrow I'll make six figures it's like they work damn hard for that and I think that's what you don't see when you're reading the blog posts and you're you know you're reading all the the stories online you don't see the hard work that's actually gone in to get them there yeah I agree. And you don't always see where they started. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kind of thing. There's no such thing as an overnight success, really. Absolutely. So let's, let's talk about very quickly, because when I think of you, I also think of website um, or membership site strategy. Yeah. So you mentioned, I read something that you wrote on Fizzle, and you mentioned that oftentimes people start membership sites and they don't really have a strategy. What did you mean by that? And is there, can you guide us in some strategic ways that we should be thinking about membership sites? It's kind of difficult because it will depend on the type of site. But I think you kind of, you need to have the long game in mind with a membership site. This is one of the main difference between an online course and a membership site is with an online course, you're kind of playing the short game kind of thing. You you know that you're delivering this specific product to people that, you know, they might have it for a lifetime, but it's essentially an eight week long or however long course. Whereas with a membership site, you know, if it's a traditional membership site where it's a monthly site, you need to have a long game in mind of how you're going to deliver content of how you're going to keep your members, how you're going to continue marketing that site. And a lot of people think it's that kind of whole build it and they will come thing. (laughs) And it's kind of like with a membership site building, it's just the start. You know, it's not like a normal digital product where you build it and then you just sell it with a membership site. Selling it is kind of the start of the journey. And, you know, everything you do from that point when somebody joins up to your site, you need to almost continuously sell it to them. But it's not a case of, you know, selling it, but making it valuable for them. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of don't consider that before they start their site. They kind of concentrate so much on, well, this is what I want the content to be that they don't think about the member journey. Mm, That's very powerful. Okay. So thinking about not just what your learners need to learn, but the journey that they need to take and where they're starting, where they're going to struggles that they'll go through and where they'll, they'll end up. Yeah. Very good insight. Okay. We're down to the final three questions. So first up, what's next for the membership guys? Uh, For us, it's all about, continually continuing to build both the members at academy and the membership guys blog and podcast so it's all about putting out decent content out there for the blog and the podcast 
and continually creating new courses for the academy. What we're also doing with the academy is creating some, we're creating a membership theme for our members and some plugins and things as well that they'll get as part of their membership. So that's kind of our focus now as well. Um, So yeah, so it's mainly on content creation kind of thing. And I'm going to throw out my second question and replace it because you, okay. people don't realize maybe, maybe they have a sense of it by listening to this interview, how much work you are doing. How do you find the time to create the content, to create a membership site? To, you still have clients as yeah. well. <laughs> and now you just mentioned you're creating plugins. Do you have any guidance for people who maybe already feel overwhelmed how do you manage your time it's really difficult to be honest with you and we're still kind of feeling our way in it so I'm definitely not an expert on time management I think for for us we're kind of we're trying to marry that the main thing for us is marrying up client time with time to work on our own content and so we're, we're kind of walking that line at the minute of trying to you know, have three days a week for clients focus and two for for us and then two days where it's kind of whatever else needs doing. Um, But that's very difficult. You know, when you've got clients, it's kind of quite difficult to switch off from that sometimes. So we're still walking that line. There's been a few all nighters and, you know, (laughs) and a few early starts. Um, I have the cat to think for that. He wakes me up early now. So I get a lot done before (laughs) before I need to. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely not a time management expert at all. It's kind of one of those things where we're making up as we go along, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what entrepreneurs do. And the most important thing that I think you haven't given yourself credit for is the commitment, deciding to commit and then just doing whatever it takes. Yeah. I think, I think to be honest with you, we both struggled with that for a while. So as I said, we first had the idea in October, but we kind of, we didn't really, we were doing bits and pieces, but we haven't fully committed to it. And I think it wasn't until we kind of put a fixed date on the launch and it was kind of, okay, we're going to launch by this date, no matter what, that we kind of, then it was kind of like, yeah, you know what, yeah. we'll get this done by hook or crook kind of thing. <laughs> and we I kind of it. did that with, um, as I think I said, I did a 30 day membership challenge in the run up to it. And that was kind of, you know, this was this fixed thing where it was kind of, so we need to launch at the end of that challenge, essentially. So we didn't have any leeway there, which kind of helped because both of us are big procrastinators. So (laughs) it was kind of like actually, you know, having that fixed deadline and no way out of it, just kind of essential for us. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's important. So last question, Callie, what is your why? Why do you do this work? Aside from, I mean, aside from the fact that the geek in me absolutely loves membership sites, they're kind of this big puzzle where, you know, no two membership sites are the same, the sort of thing. So I love working out the best tools for for this site or the best strategy to promote this site and things. And I love being able to help my clients get their, their knowledge out into the world, essentially. So in the academy, we've got, you know, all kinds of businesses from musicians to um like health and safety officers and things so just this whole gamut of different kind of professions where a membership site is actually the perfect way for them to get their information out into the world but they wouldn't necessarily know how to do that and that's why they've they've come to us or they've found the site and i love being able to help people do that so 
it's kind of I love being able to help people get their knowledge out into the world and help people essentially love it well thank you so much for being here I've enjoyed it no problem I enjoyed it too Hey there, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Callie Willows from The Membership Guys. To find out more about how to build and run a membership site, head over to themembershipguys.com to check out Callie and Mike's amazing content. That's themembershipguys.com. All right, are you ready? I've got some good stuff for you, so listen up. If you are looking for the show notes, you can find them at zencourses.co forward slash 009. There you will find all the links and highlights mentioned from this episode. All the great tools that Callie mentioned will be there. Plus, if you're interested in joining the Member Site Academy to learn how to build your own membership site, Callie and Mike have put together a 20% discount code just for listeners of the Zen Courses show. You'll have to head over to the show notes for the code and link. Again, that's zencourses.co forward slash 009. Last but certainly not least, if you're working on an online course and are just a bit frazzled, I have put together a free one-page online course plan template just for you. It's one page and it will help you create a simple course plan so that you can get busy moving on to the next step. If that sounds like something you want, text PODCAST to the number 44222. You'll be asked for your email address and some hardworking gnomes or fairies, I don't know, will magically send the document to your inbox. Again, text PODCAST to the number 44222 to get the free online course plan template to your inbox. All right. I am Janelle Allen, and this has been the Zen Courses Show. Thanks for listening.